Good morning. Happy Friday. I'm Catherine Lucadu, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Christy May. Good morning. Good morning. Well, here we are Friday and it is the last Friday of February. I can't believe how fast time is going. Like it's the <laughs> second month of 2022 is done. I know. It is crazy. racing by. <laughs> and we we missed a week. Because, you know, both of us had some uh, prior engagements, but here we are and boy, it's going to be a great show. And I think it is probably going to be one of the most helpful and useful shows for our audience today. What do you think? Absolutely. I love talking social media. So this is very exciting. So, so, you know, that's what we've got for you today. We've got 15 real estate or business entrepreneurial marketing ideas, relevant for 2022. And I think it's really important that we emphasize the relevant in 2022 because, you know, Chrissy, you and I both know that the rules keep changing Mm -hmm. on social media. The rules keep changing on every platform. So we have to keep up. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was, I was having a meeting with uh, the agents in our real estate uh, reimagined group this week. And, you know, I was saying, well, we're going to move from long video market reports and we're going to move those to reels. Mm-hmm. And I could see some of their faces saying, uh, and I said, yes, change and adapt. That's what we have to do because it's not where we want to be. It's where the audience wants to be. And we have to meet the audience where Mm -hmm. they're at. And reels is where it's at right now. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. So some I'll t- let's why don't we start with this quote that I heard um, on another podcast that I was listening to, and it said, "You are not paid for what you know; you are paid for what you do with what you know." And I think that this is a really great quote for entrepreneurs, business owners, and real estate agents, because a couple of weeks back, we were talking about how do you differentiate between someone who's new to a business and someone who has experience? And this quote really emphasizes, you know, if you have that experience, the only way you're going to be able to get your audience to understand that is by showing them, telling them, and speaking, which is where video and reels come in. Absolutely. And if you're not, that's the other thing too. If you're not doing video, you are missing out greatly. And I know it's not comfortable, but you just have to get started. Like we always talk about and just start rolling out video after video. You get more comfortable with it, the more you do. So it's so true. Um, I actually got a couple of, um, Oh my gosh, I totally lost my <laughs> statistics. The word is statistics. It's Friday and I didn't even get into my uh, coffee yet. So, um, so this is interesting. So according to Social Media Weekly, 78% of people in 2022 watch online videos every week and 55% of the population watch them every hour of the day. Half of the population of everyone on social media are watching videos for the majority of their day. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we're wondering what kind of marketing we should be putting out there, well, the statistics tell us. Um, and here's something else I thought was interesting. 72% of customers said they would rather learn about a product or service by way of a video, not reading about it. Mm-hmm. So 
think about it. I mean, if you're, even if you're like driving, you can still play it and listen to it. So there's, it's so much more accessible than it is. Like you said, to have written content, you know, to read, it takes a lot more of someone's time. Also, um, I was just going to add to that having those, uh, I'm blinking too, Catherine, with the, um, <laughs> the content, the, uh, the transcribing below people are also the captions. Yes. Thank you so much. Captions. So yeah, yes, yes. I don't know the percentage, but I know it's very high that I read that the amount of people that consume video, if you don't have caption, it's less likely they're going to stay on as opposed to if you do have captions. So it's so true because it seems that probably probably about 50% of the people who are watching the videos are watching them with the sound off. Mm-hmm. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night, you can't sleep, you're watching a video. Um, I don't know if the same would be said for a reel though, because I think in the reels, it's the music in the background that adds to a lot of um, the effect of the reels, oh, depending absolutely. on, you know, what that content looks like. Yeah. I just went totally off subject when I was mentioning the captions, but yeah, absolutely. For reels, it's all about the experience, like you said, and the music that you're using. So Mm -hmm. that's really important. And I don't think you were off at all, actually, because captions really are, I think they are important, um, especially if you are going to go down the route of video. Now, we don't want to tell anyone they shouldn't be doing video, Mm -hmm. but I think what they're going to realize in our 15 marketing ideas today is that it's a collaboration of mm-hmm. everything, depending on your content. Right. And I think that, you know, you'll be able to talk a little bit about this as well, is how important the content really is. Because anyone can throw a reel on Instagram or Facebook or record anything really that they want to, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that people are going to be drawn to it. Exactly. Yeah. You so, have to be relevant. Well, yeah. And, and people really have to feel like they're getting something from it. Mm-hmm. You know, are they being entertained? Are they being educated? What, what is the feeling that you're trying to, to put forth to people with your mm-hmm. message? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with number one. The first strategy is there are three times the number of views and engagement with vertical videos. So we know that previously, and uh, you know, you've been on social media as long as I has. when we first started, people were, you know, holding their phone like this <laughs> and everyone was saying, no, 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 you can't record a video vertically because Facebook wants to see it um, horizontally. So then we all switched to horizontal, mm-hmm. but now we're going back to the vertical. And the reason is because of stories and reels and so on. And it's the vertical that would actually show up in the full frame that we see in front of us. Right. TikTok Number too. two. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I actually, you know what? I, I, I always forget to mention TikTok because I don't spend a lot of time on it. I, it's, I think more for myself, it's Instagram reels. So what do you, do you like TikTok? Have you been on it for a while? I do you feel started. it's more effective? Okay. Yeah, I just started only because I've had so many friends who have built such a huge following and we're talking like near a million followers yes. that have raved about it. And they said the reason they went off of Instagram is because they noticed such a huge opportunity. You know, TikTok is relatively a new platform you know, for yeah. the most part. And so the amount of reach you can have is pretty amazing. Not to mention, even for real estate specifically, mm-hmm. there aren't a ton of real estate agents on TikTok right now. So what a great opportunity to get started. Mm-hmm. 
That's a really good point. And um, when I was doing a little bit of research, you know, for our show today, you know, looking up the stats and things, they actually said that TikTok is now going to be coming out with three minute videos. Yes, because. Okay, because we're we're kind of going back into, you know, we're going to we're going to appease the people who like long videos and we're going to appease the ones who have a short uh, attention span. But they all the articles I read said it always comes back to your content. And really, your content is king. Mm -hmm. It is what's going to determine whether someone starts to engage with your content or starts to engage with you. Are you are you creating the idea that they're going to know you, like you, and trust you? Mm -hmm. And then how do you do that? So why don't we stop here for a second? And why don't you give your experience um, since you've been on social media? Because you have a huge following on Instagram. I don't you know have how huge, many people but... now. Well, <laughs> I think just in, in terms of what, let's say, the average user of Instagram would mm -hmm. be. Um, you have how many followers now? Uh, Forty. 40 something, 44,000, 45, somewhere in there. But it's been so, over a long period of time, you know, and I think a big part of that had to do with collaboration in the beginning, which right. I'm a big, big proponent of, you know, partnering up with somebody, whether it's a local business or somebody who already has a big following, it's a mm -hmm. great way to hack into you know, their audience now. So that I did a lot of that early on. And so what did that look like? Oh, I, I'm trying to think what would be a great example. I used to post to my stories every single morning at a certain time. So it was like early, maybe between 5.30 and 6 a.m. And it was always something positive and motivational uh, to start your day off. And so I was very consistent with that for, I would say, two years straight. I don't believe I, har I har hardly ever missed a day. Uh, but within my stories, as well as I would tag local businesses, if I was at their restaurant or, you know, their... Uh, whatever place of business I was at. And I would start including them either doing reviews or just giving some love so people could see where I was at and what I was already kind of saying, this is a great place to be at. And they would notice they would start following. And of course they would share it. So now they just shared my content to their audience who now checked out my page and they could choose yeah. then if they wanted to follow or not. And so I did a lot of that for a very long period of time. And I, I saw a huge increase in followers just specifically from utilizing that method. But what a great strategy that is, right? Because you're you're sharing, mm -hmm. you are engaging with local businesses. They appreciate the shout out, mm -hmm. but they too, you know, are, are gaining followers from you and you're gaining followers from them. Right. It really is the epitome of collaboration. And I know that, and it's funny because that's how you started on Instagram. That's exactly the same way I started on Facebook was I was posting motivational quotes in the mornings every mm -hmm. morning. And uh, I started doing local business videos, spotlights every week. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, it does, it, it engages people locally, but there was one in particular I remember doing, and it was a sunflower farm. And I didn't even know the sunflower farm was only about five kilometers from me. And um, I got there and it, this beautiful farm and these sunflowers were, you know, eight feet tall, but what a great photo op. So I did a video there and, you know, I said in the video, why don't you come down this weekend? What a great place to take photos. Mm -hmm. So he messaged me a week later. He said, Catherine, I had people coming from Toronto, from, from the outskirts of like 50 kilometers away. When I look back on my video, it had been shared 150 times, like across Toronto and everywhere, because we don't realize the power 
that a video or a, a social media platform has, if the people who are on it started sharing your posts, they would go far and wide, but then so do you. Right. And exactly. you know, that's what people forget. It's, it's not just the people who you have on your page. Once it's shared, you have now gotten the attention of everyone on their pages. Mm-hmm. And then if that's shared again, you know, it's just this domino effect of it's, it is and the power amazingness. of the power of uh, collaboration and contribution. I mean, that's just, that's the foundation I had going into social media. It wasn't about yeah. frivolous stuff. I'm very intentional with my posts. When I post something, it may come across to some people possibly as fluff, but I already know exactly what I'm doing with it. I don't just throw something up without intention. And, and don't you feel mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, oh, but fine. I feel like you're like, so right on this with me. And because I'm very intentional, but don't you feel like you know who you're speaking to exactly. when you put that <laughs> post out there that morning? You know mm-hmm. exactly who you're talking to. And that's where the intentionality comes in. Absolutely. I don't, that's what we talked about, I think, last episode or the one prior. I don't care if someone doesn't resonate with it. They're not my audience then. You know, I'm only, I'm speaking to a select group of people. And I, and I get that feedback through either a DM or a text message, if they know they happen to be a close friend of mine, but that's, it's bringing the people that you want to attract into your circle, into your, your life, your experience. And that's what I'm going for every time. Yeah, that's, that's great. So, um, so that was number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three times the number of views and engagement when we post horizontally or sorry, vertically, vertically. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that in mind. Number two, create an actionable plan to get more testimonials and reviews. And I don't know about you, but I have noticed that if you're just posting the text of a review. And I've seen people do this. They just share the review, but they don't realize that you have not engaged with your audience when you've done that. Right. It means nothing to them. Mm -hmm. So what I've always done is give the story of what it looked like. Um, You know, what was the story of you helping them find that great house? Mm -hmm. What was the story of them finding that great product that they've been waiting to find, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And once you've done that and you've engaged your audience emotionally, now they're going to read the review to see what your client had to say about you. Absolutely. And to add to that, if you can get your client on video, oh my gosh, oh how my powerful gosh. is that? Because then you know yes. it's not a made up story because then people yes. don't have to question, is this really real or not? And I know yes. not all clients, I have a few clients that are very private and they wouldn't want to do a video, although they would love to, they just are very private. So if you can get your clients on video, even an interview format would be great too. Very powerful. Absolutely. And I'll tell you um, another way that I use those video testimonials. I used to get them up from every single deal that I did. And I created a library and I have that library on my Facebook business page now. And the reason I did it is because If you are going, for example, to someone's home and you're a real estate agent and you're going to give a price for that home, you're going to, you know, you're on a listing presentation. The greatest thing you can do is have other people speak on your behalf, right? To vouch for you. Mm -hmm. So depending on who I was sitting in front of, I would pull up 
you know, a, a testimonial video that would be suitable that they could relate to, you know, so if it was an older Italian couple, I would bring up the review from the older Italian couple who used me and it would resonate. And that was enough for them even though I hadn't been referred by anyone and they really, you know, if they're an older couple, they don't really follow me on social media, but that was enough to hear someone else. And they could see that person talking that they were genuine. They weren't reading from a script. That was okay. So good. Love it. So I I think that that is, um, again, be intentional, right? If you have that testimonial intentionally put it on social media, but always put a caption It drives me insane when I see people share things and tell me why you're sharing it. Don't just share some random quote or whatever. Why are you sharing it? What does it mean to you? Because if I know what it means to you, then I get to understand you better. Right. Connection, a deeper connection. It's not absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And then we get to see if we have, we are Mm like-minded, you know, because if that's why you shared it and that's why I shared it. Okay. Now we have things in common. Um, number three, Instagram stories. So did you get on the Instagram stories right away when they started? I did. And it's funny because now I've been playing with it a little bit more that I took, I took some time away from it just to kind of test a few things out. Cause I was on every single day and I noticed that if I took a break and I just posted one last night or this morning, my engagement goes way up. And especially if it's me. Uh, my face rather than just a quote, if it's, if it's text, Mm -hmm. it doesn't Mm -hmm. always get a lot of, a lot of play, but if it's me talking or me on camera, my engagement goes way up. And if it's not every single day, which is interesting because it's not that it's bad, I think to post every day. I just think you don't want to get lost in your story. So when people Mm -hmm. are looking at the story, they don't have to go 15, 20 deep because you posted so much throughout the day. You're going to lose a lot of people. So I yeah. think being super intentional with great content, powerful content is more important than quantity. And you know what I like what you just said is you go back and you look at what's happening. You look to see have people dropped off in watching the story? Because if you see that 50 people started, and 12 people ended, Mm -hmm. they're telling you that it's too much, right? Like it's, it's, it's a sign, but so many people, you know, when they're wondering why my social media isn't working and why don't people look at my Instagram stories? Well, have you ever stopped to actually go back and see what the results are? You know, what is the engagement like? Does the engagement go down? Does the engagement go up? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you looking at if you post in the morning? I, I like the mad sci- scientist on social media and I'll do it, you know, especially with reels. Reels, I, I haven't quite figured out yet because I've tried the morning, I've tried in the afternoon and I had a reel, I posted it and I looked at my phone and, and about, I think it was about 10 minutes later, there were 4,000 views and I thought, well, holy smokes, where did that come from? <laughs> And then you post another one and then there are 50. Mm -hmm. So there's no rhyme or reason to it. But what I've learned is you never stop doing it, right? Right. Just because 50 people looked at that one reel doesn't mean that it wasn't good or whatever. It just means for some reason, the algorithm didn't pick it up as well as it picked up the other one. And it could be the song that you chose. Absolutely. And I think more importantly, just to have it on your page is really on your Mm -hmm. feed is great for someone that wants to visit your page in the future. So now you're creating, you know, a a storyboard, you know, 
of, of, of your life, of what's going on, of your business. And so just because it doesn't get a lot of play, don't be defeated. Just keep going, keep creating content. Eventually something's going to pick up and it always does. And at the very mm-hmm. least, you're going to have that reference when they come to your page to see who you are and what you do. Well, it's really funny you say that I booked an appointment with a new hairdresser for next week and um, through Instagram, funny enough, she she had posted some some pictures of what she had done and I liked what she had done. So I reached out to her and when she responded to me, she said, you know, I looked at your videos and I watched a few of them and you don't come across as a nutcase. (laughs) I said, well, that's good. <laughs> that's a plus for me. Um, but this is this is the idea, and this is what we're trying to get across to people. This is how people get to know you. They want to mm-hmm. see you, they want to hear you, they want to see your mannerisms. You know, how do you come across? And are you like that through all of your videos? Right? Is it consistent behavior? Or are you kind of like all over the place. And I think that that is where you're going to be attracting the people who want to reach out to you and work with you and collaborate with you because they see something in you that they want to be a part of. Yes. And, and to add to that again, show up as your real self. Yeah. Be authentic because I I can't tell you the best Mm -hmm. compliment I get is when people meet me in person and they follow me online or like, oh my gosh, you are the exact same or even more, you know, yeah. positive and, and outgoing. And it's, it's important because I've met people on social media here locally and they're nothing like they are on, on their feed. So it's, it throws yes. you off. Cause you're like, wait a minute, you were mm-hmm. so outgoing in this on social media, but in person, you're just <laughs> you're a completely different person. So it's show so up, true. Show up as your real yeah. self. Yes. Um, okay. So that's Instagram stories. So would you say that there's any type of, um, a specific strategy that you have found does work for you? So you've said, you know, um, I, I agree as well, you know, where you're showing your face, you do a selfie of some kind. Um, I find a mix works, right? Like it's not the same. You are mixing up to show that, you know, maybe here's where we are. Maybe it's a breakfast or a lunch. Maybe it's, you know, this is what I'm engaged in doing this afternoon. Maybe I'm showing a property or maybe I'm here, but I think it's like these little snapshots of your life, that that's what's attracting people. It's your reality show. Think mm-hmm. of it that way. You create a reality show and, it, and that's why it's so important to incorporate behind the scenes. It becomes so much more personal. You know, I yeah. want to get to know you. I don't care that you just closed on. million of real estate. Congrats, by the way. I'm very happy for people when they do, but I want to get to know you. And so I love it when people get real personal behind the scenes and showcase whether they're families or where they're going. Like now I get to know you and that's, what's more important to me. Exactly. Exactly. So number four strategy is, um, Instagram reels, which we mentioned earlier. Have you, have you, have you dived into this or not too much. Where are you at with Instagram reels now? Not a ton, but I'm only posting as reels now because everybody I keep researching on YouTube or the local social media experts that I follow all push reels. And so Mm -hmm. I can tell you through our businesses, through the health and wellness businesses, I had to start a new page for that. And I only Mm -hmm. use reels. 
And it's amazing how much reach I was getting right out the gate. I couldn't believe really? it. And it came, wow. through, came through all the hashtags. I mean, cause I knew I wanted to focus on downtown Phoenix, which is where the new, the new locations at. Um, so anything to do with downtown Phoenix, I was really niching down on that. And it brought in so many eyeballs. It was crazy. Like I think one video had like 2,500 plays in the first 10, 10 hours, which was, I thought a lot for a brand new page. It's very good, actually. So, very good. Yeah. So my experience has been great with that new page. I just started doing it on my, my personal page, um, probably about a month ago, I want to say maybe two months ago, and I could see a difference for sure. And I really like the fact, um, what you just talked about where, when you wanted to hone in on a certain location that you just, you're concentrating your hashtags around that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to a real estate agent this week and that's what, you know, she really wanted to hone in on a certain area, a farm area and really concentrate and become, as we call the digital mayor mm-hmm. of that area. And that's the way to do it. It's really Again, that word intentional, to be intentional about the hashtags. Think about them. Don't just write anything. Really think about who am I trying to target? Or I, not even the word target, but who am I trying to attract? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, form your hashtags around that. Yeah, and go big with them and go small. So, for instance, you have to understand if if there's, um, you know, a billion people that are posting one hashtag, you know, like in TikTok, there's some pretty broad hashtags. Yes. Niche mm-hmm. down as well. So mix it up. Don't be so broad to where no one's going to find you because you want to mm-hmm. go to the smaller ones as well. I mean, for me, it was... Um, downtown Phoenix was pretty big, but then even I got smaller and I put like downtown small business or something like that, which there was maybe 500 people following that one. So it just, right. it's good to have that, that difference differentiate between those hashtags. So you can actually get, get seen. They can yeah. And I guess um, we can let people know that Instagram reels are up to 60 seconds because number five are Facebook reels. Mm-hmm. And we know that Facebook owns Instagram, but Facebook reels are only 30 seconds long. So I know for myself, what I've had to do is I create these one minute Instagram reels, but then when I get over to Facebook, I have to chop half of it. Mm -hmm. So have that in mind when you're creating your content, Um, have in mind where you want it to be. Um, What I have found really easy is just recording straight into Instagram. And it just gives me the 30 second window and then I don't have to worry about it. So last week, I know I knocked out about 10 um, to do with, uh, our company exp and some misconceptions that people have but it was so easy because i could just see the red line going across and i knew when i needed to finish so that really helped i found yeah that's a great in the editing answer. part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right let's keep going then so we've got number four with instagram reels five are facebook reels six market your listings so we're going to go into the real estate aspect a little bit market your listings with benefits, not features. So we know that so many real estate agents, you know, they write their listing. It's a three bed, two bath, this, this, and this. Well, mm-hmm. we can see that right in, in the, the actual MLS um, little write up at the top. So what I always tell people is to concentrate your comments on what the eye can't see. 
-hmm. because you need to bring the house alive, bring it into 3D. And how do you do that? You do that by giving the benefits. Well, what is the benefit of that long driveway? What is the benefit of the fact that it faces West? You know, all of these things. Have you had that experience as well in really creating different types of real estate descriptions? Yeah. Ever since I got into real estate 12 years ago, I've always created it as a lifestyle. So I knew that I wasn't just selling a home. I was selling a lifestyle and I really need, I really got focused on the area and what that entailed. So here's the home. However, how close are you to this popular restaurant or Mm -hmm. fitness Mm -hmm. center or whatever it may be? There's, that was really important. And I think that's, that creates a bigger picture for the potential buyers for sure. Yes. And so if we were to take what we're saying now, and we're going to introduce the digital marketing strategy. So all of these reels and posts and things that you're doing into your real estate business. um, Our next point is, what is your detailed marketing plan? And are you able to actually physically show someone what that looks like? And I'll I'll explain what, what I do is I have my phone with me. And because I have proof that there is engagement when I post a property and I can actually show proof that 10,000 people saw this property in five days mm-hmm. or 20,000 people saw this property and we got four offers, mm-hmm. I actually have tangible proof that my marketing strategy works. Right. And I think that that's missing a lot when a real estate agent goes on a listing presentation, mm-hmm. they assume that that client is just listening to their words, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, guess what? Everyone coming behind you is going to say the same thing, but can you show people? And it's got kind of going back to the, the first quote that I gave, you know, you may know a lot of real estate, but can you show and demonstrate that you do? Mm -hmm. You better back it up. (laughs) It's really important. Um. Let's go to the next one. This one was anticipating emotional seller objections and address them in your marketing materials. So this comes back to content and relevant content to the time. So how would you say that your content shifts? You know, does it, do you, do you have a a content strategy where you go by weekly? Do you go by what you feel is the most important topic of the day? How does that look for you? When I'm uh, selling a home? What, whether it's in real estate or whether oh. it's in your current business and you're thinking about the content that you want to post, are you creating a strategy or are you going by what you feel is relevant to your audience at the time? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so just a great, good example. When uh, the new year hit, of course, I'm going to showcase products for our store that's going to be relevant for that time period. So what does everybody want to do? They want to get in the best shape they can, the great yes. health. You know, that's just, that's normal, right? So I'm going to mm-hmm. position products with information that's going to help them for that period of time. Um, when everything that was going out, everybody getting, you know, sick last year, I'm going to position products that are going to help build your immune system. They're going to help you get stronger and better and feel great. So absolutely, it's relevant to what's going on at that specific time. If it's summer, Mm -hmm. obviously, that's going to change. So um, same thing with real estate. You know, we're in a market where homes are flying off before you can even list them. I'm going to Mm -hmm. pay attention to what what is currently going on. And that's going to dictate the content that I create for that. 
Right, right. So what is the pain point of the consumer right now? Is the pain point that where am I going to go? The prices keep rising. Where am I going to move to? Well, if you were to offer posts with suggestions, you know, and an alternative or even alternative financing, Mm -hmm. these posts would be very helpful. So every time, you know, Chrissy and I, and this is to our audience and to you all, every time we talk about relevant content, we're talking about addressing the concerns of our audience. So what are their concerns right now? We know what they were two years ago. And if we're still posting about what happened two years ago, we're not being relevant. So uh, something important, I think, is to always keep up with what's going on you know, in, in, in real estate or in the business world or whatever business or entrepreneurial project you've taken on. I hope that you are going into it and actually learning everything there is to know about it. And we were talking about that when we were talking about, um, you know, a newer agent coming in and an experienced agent. And the difference is that if you have the curiosity, it doesn't matter if you're new. Do you have the curiosity to learn? Mm-hmm. And I think that's for any business. You know, when you went into the, the health business, you know, you didn't just open a door, walk in. You had researched product. You had researched so much ahead of time. Always, you know, I, I make sure everything is, is dialed in before launching anything you have to. Yes, exactly. So here we go. We're at number 10. We've just got five more. Keep former clients engaged with experiential marketing. So I think the mistake a lot of people make is They think that the transaction, whether it be uh, a store business or whether it is a real estate business, they think it ends when the transaction finishes, but they forget that that's actually when the relationship really begins. So what would you say have been some of the things that you've done, um, you know, to keep your clients close to you after the transaction has ended? Well, in real estate, it's all, I mean, I know so much about my clients that I work with. So I'm constantly following up with them and not about real estate at all. It's how are yes. you? How is, I mean, it literally is, and it's genuine. I want to know how they're doing, you know, mm-hmm. how their kids are doing. So that that's in the way of a phone call or some of them just like text, you know, so it just depends on who that person is. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, implementing, I like video marketing for an email, but I just much more personalized with calling them or texting them. Mm-hmm. But I make a point to do that with, with pretty much everybody. Um, mm-hmm. In regards to the stores now, they never had a system set up where you can capture emails. And I want to start doing that because like you just said, you know, it, it's, it goes far after that first transaction. And so I want to be able to be front and center with them and their health goals and their fitness goals. And so we need to start capturing that, that part of it, but it's so important because that's how you build long-term relationships. It really is. And, you know, interestingly enough, um, this week I was reached out to by three of my past clients. I helped one of them eight years ago, another one 10 years ago, and another one five years ago. And the reason why they still feel like I'm front and center to them is because I send them emails twice a month Mm -hmm. with market updates. I send out a card quarterly. Mm -hmm. I send out a magazine that goes out quarterly. Mm -hmm. So they're always getting something of value from Mm -hmm. me. And I think that's really important that they know that you didn't forget them. You know, it wasn't just, you know, thank you so much. Um, got paid off. I go don't need to know you anymore. Right. I think it's important that people know that 
you do appreciate working with them and you, you know, you really, you really did want to create that relationship with them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The magazine's a great tool. I have, I roll that out as well. I like that. Yes. Oh, it was, I think one of the best marketing decisions that I've made and marketing strategies I've used is to have a magazine. Absolutely. Um, We'll keep going. Send video messages. Number 11, send video messages. Make sure your videos have captions. So we're going right back to what we talked about at the beginning. And the reason for what we said about we need those captions is because so many people, whether they're at work or whether it's at nighttime or the kids are sleeping, let them watch your video, but they can still read. I mean, I think half the people I know who watch Netflix watch it with captions Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you're working out maybe in the gym, I know in the morning I'm down there so early, but if I'm watching a Netflix show, for example, I have those captions on and it's because I don't want to wake up the rest of the house. So think about it's the same behavior on someone's phone. And so we have to remember that. Let's keep going. Number 12 this one's a good one is don't be a secret agent. (laughs) Let people know one that you're in business, but to network, Mm. talk to people, you know, whether it's real estate or a small business, or you're an entrepreneur of any kind, do people know what you do? Do they know where you do it? And, you know, have you spread the word? And a lot of people think that it has to be something very, like a postcard sent out. I've, I've talked to people in the supermarket over a cheese counter. You know, it doesn't matter where it is. You know, as long as you just get into a conversation with someone, what I know, especially these days, the conversation will either be health related or it'll be real estate related. That's it's going to be one or the other. <laughs> oh, people that come in the stores all the time. If it's not health, obviously they're coming in for that. But I hear real estate conversations constantly. And that's a great opportunity for me just to help them out. It has nothing to do with trying to become their real estate agent. I'm trying to help them contribute to an issue that they may have. And then guess what? They come back in and say, hey, do you have a business card? So, I mean, it's this very nonchalant way of going about it. And I think the more natural it is, as long as you just, you are intentional about, you know, who can I talk to today? Go out there, just be friendly with people. So yeah, it's so important. Um, 13, create purposeful content. We have covered that. And the the purposeful content is know who your audience is. So are you speaking to a health crowd? Are people looking to become healthy? Who is it? Is it a first-time buyer? Is it someone who is a move-up buyer? Maybe are they downsizing? Are they retirees? You cannot give the same message to someone who is buying their first home to a retiree who's looking to downsize. And, and, you know, if they're Canadian and they're a snowbird and we're trying to get out of these (laughs) snowstorms, know that, you know, if my goal is, you know, I'm you in Arizona and I want to, to meet Canadian investors, well, my messaging should be that. Right. So I, I think that that's a big mistake that people make on social media is they haven't clarified their message and who it's for. Would you agree? I couldn't agree more, which is, it always strikes me as so odd thinking, why wouldn't you think, you know, why would you talk to the same group of people one way? It it makes no sense to me, but you're right. You really have to get so clear on who you're trying to speak that message to. Yeah. And and an example I used to give when I was teaching um, social media marketing was, you know, if you had, um, 
a three-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 60-year-old, are you going to speak to them the same way? You're not. You, you know, when people speak to a three-year-old, they speak in a certain way. When you speak to a teenager, you speak a certain way. And then when you're speaking to a 60, 70, or 80-year-old, you do change the way you speak. And we should reflect that on social media because it's mm-hmm. the same people. It doesn't change. But people seem to think because they're in a computer or they're on their phone, somehow that changes the way you should communicate with people, but it doesn't. No. And um, number 14 was to join local organizations to meet new people, which again comes back to that networking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't be a secret. Talk to people. People love having conversations with people. Absolutely. And I also like For me, I partnered with a lot of local businesses for many years. You know, I mean, I wanted to help promote their business. It was something I, somebody I really related to or wanted to align myself with. And you're now tapping into their customers immediately. And they're Mm going to immediately, you know, trust you. There's that, there, that immediate trust that is built because you wouldn't think somebody would allow, you know, that person to come in unless they trusted them. So you know, I would hope I would host a lot of um, food trucks, which I know is very big now. Oh, I love that. But yes. I was doing it before it was even huge, you know, so gosh, I don't even like 2014, 2014, 13, 14. I was doing a lot of food trucks as opposed to just an open house. And if you have your preferred partners already, your lenders and, you know, your title company, everybody can help, you know, alleviate those costs, which isn't anything too crazy, but those went over huge. And now you're having the kids that picked up that pretzel, put it on their face, taking a picture, tagging you. Now you're sharing it to your Instagram. So like the cost really to create a huge following or to get, uh, to get known in your community pretty quickly is so easy. It's just utilizing the tools and those strategies and taking action with it. Yes. Um, and so Ending up 15 Facebook groups and I have had great success with Facebook groups, especially creating my own for my farm area or the area that I live in my community. And I created it years ago, about eight years ago. And it was just because I couldn't find a group that I felt connected to where it wasn't about selling something. It wasn't a garage sale. It was just connecting with other women in the community, whether they were mothers or grandmothers, it didn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. And it took some time for people to get to know me, like me and trust me in the community to want to join. But you know, now it's over, it's in the 2000s. But what I find interesting is now when I go on a listing presentation within the community, somebody in that household is in that group and already knows who I am. And so I've just lessened the stranger idea mm. and they actually have been watching me and, and seeing me. They've posted my, my market update videos or motivational quotes. So they have seen different sides of me mm-hmm. over the years. And so they have gained that relationship, even though they've never met me. Exactly. And that's the best part is they feel like they've, there's something where they experience you before they even meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You become like their close friend. You're their BFF because they see you. And plus you're so consistent with your content, which even goes, has a much greater impact than somebody who's just showing up on a weekly or biweekly basis. Right. And, and I think 
why don't we end with that word is consistency mm-hmm. because really that is what will help you create those relationships with people what will help you stay in front and top of mind with people is posting consistently and it's like you said it doesn't have to be you know 50 20 instagram stories in a day but if you're intentional even if it's just one but you intentionally thought about it even that's good enough absolutely make sure you're showing up and giving the best content you possibly can even if it's just one a day, it will sit with somebody and hopefully resonate. It will. And as long as you've reached just one person, then you have accomplished Mm -hmm. what you wanted to do that day. So would you like to let everyone know what we have coming up next Friday? Because it's exciting since we're on this amazing topic of social media marketing. Very exciting. So, you know, this is social media uh, is kept for the experts, right? If you really want to know, like niche down and have some really solid tools and strategies to utilize, you know, Catherine and I aren't social media experts. However, we will be bringing somebody in that is. And so hopefully we can really dial this in even further uh, to provide you some concrete ways to implement and grow your social media. Right. So tune in next week to Life Reimagined with myself and Chrissy May. And we're going to have a wonderful guest who's really going to take this to the next level. So we've given you sort of the ground level of what we have seen works for our businesses. But now we want to bring in an expert who will, um, you know what, they may add to what we're saying. They may tell us, oh, my gosh, what have you guys been doing? Who knows? (laughs) It could happen. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in. And if you like everything that you're hearing, if you are listening to this in a podcast, please subscribe to Life Reimagined. And you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify. We are pretty much across the board right now, even Amazon. I didn't even know that. We are. Yes. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Make it a beautiful weekend.